and we're back. Come on. Part two. Come on. Why part two? Come on. Because <laughs> we can't predict fucking stupid technology. <laughs> yes, baby, let's go. A little bit of music. I've changed the music up to give myself because I was laughing my ass. Literally, my computer just fucking completely crashed. It just went, it literally looked at me and I looked and it went quiet and I went, I don't even know how far, it just, just literally just stopped. I was like, um, it's had a meltdown. I don't know what to do about this. Maybe it's fucked off with listening to me. Maybe. We don't know. Anyway, part two. We're breaking into part two. Just to, just to summarise though, what I meant was, um, in part two I want to talk about a little bit more. So embellish it a little bit more, but in different avenues, different, different sectors, different ways of looking at things. Um, but I just wanted to sort of summarise. Like I said, it's important to talk. It's important to open up. Um, like I said, yeah, I know I'm sharing too much. I know I am. Um, and to be honest, it, it's, you know, it goes against the grain a little bit for sharing too much. But I suppose that it's, it's having the two different things potentially being wrong with me. Um, and also it came out as well, which was quite interesting. Um, it's all over the news now that um, all um, anything that you've had diagnosed externally from the National Health Service um, outside, of, it, is, it, is, it is valid. It's not valid. It, it, literally, they will not take it. It's, it's, they're saying that you, these people are basically, um, they can be bought off so easily that they're not going to start diagnosing you with fucking all of this, these um, symptoms. Because what a lot of people were doing was ultimately what I did, in a way, although I didn't get it for financial gain, um, I got it because I wanted to just understand what the fuck's going on in my brain. Um, what's going on with my head? Why doesn't societal norms excite me? I'm like, fucking, there's got to be something here. So I'm trying to do it for personal growth because I don't want to be miserable, depressive, uh, but at the same time, batshit fucking crazy. I don't want to be, I, I want to get balance. You need to balance that to enjoy life. Because otherwise it's, like I said, it, it, like, like I said, I keep saying fucking like I said, I get these words stuck in my head and then I just roll with that word and then it just gets to the point where it's like a fucking song on the radio. You've listened to it so much, it's now become irritating. <sighs> and breathe, James. So that's another part, another part. Breathe, slow down. I get a bit excitable. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of summarise that really, just to kind of go, you know, yes, they, life is challenging. It really fucking is. And you get through, I think that when you get to 45 inherently, which I think this is going to change even more, which is why I think the um, the age for, for stress, depression and male suicide is on the up. Because it used to be, I think, 40, 42, and it's now risen to 45. And, and a lot of it is to do with um, a lot of relationships aren't happening early on. People are just, you know, I think there's a generational thing where they just, you know, they just walk around flaunting that shit. They don't really care. And fine, enjoy life. And a lot of their ethos is, you know, fucking enjoy life, mate, where you can. Well, you got it, yeah, you know. And, yeah, but, you know, you're not, you're not getting really a good, a good balance, mate, you know, because what's happening now is, you know, people are having children later. Um, there's a big IVF boom um, because people are having children later and it's harder to conceive. Uh, and so because of the IVF boom, you know, th there's there's been similar links to um, things like autism and um, ADHD on the rise because of these things. So, you know, everything, everything, everything has an effect. It's nothing. Nothing just happens, and we go. Okay, well, this is what we're going to do. There's going to be effect. People are going to have later lives. People are have children when they're older, which means the heartache of having children. Because I'm not saying it's fucking easy, because it isn't. It's not easy when you're just trying to balance your way through life as well. 
you know, uh, and just, you know, even if it's just relationships or employment, and you had the mix of fucking children in, and I suppose an easy way to relate is if you've ever had a fucking dog, and I know that's going to be, what the fuck, kids not like a dog. Uh, no, not in the grand scheme of things. I'm talking about, you know, the initial stages. It's like, you know, it's pissing and shitting everywhere. It's fucking yapping its head off all the fucking time. You know, it's got, it wants to fucking sleep next to you and all this, but jump around, play fight. It's a bit, it's quite stressful. And and what people don't realize, you get that for a couple of three weeks with, with puppies. You get that for, you know, the, the rest of your fucking entire life when you have children. <laughs> that doesn't stop. I know because I still fucking bang on my dad's door going, fucking hell, big bella. I need a bit of advice. And he's like, well, fucking hell, son. Um, I'm almost 70. So I don't know. Uh, I can't I can't really offer you much advice, big fella. Because I don't know what is going on in, in societal society now. You know, he was 54. So he came through the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. The guy had it good. I say that to him all the time, actually. I do say to him, I was like, you fucking had it good. And, and, and this goes back to a minute ago, doesn't it? Where I said you had it good. I meant they had it good because of the things that were happening uh, notably that's a really this is going to be a really small piece of um of the hardships this is this is me this is what i do you see this is what the generation does they look at the good shit yeah and they look at the good shit and then they go like oh yeah basically the really good shit you know you had it fucking nice and easy uh, and then you go well you know we can't get else's no yeah all right i can't ex- accept that mate but you know they all had the same issues. It just wasn't on. Again, I, I understand the financial difficulties. I, I can't. I can't comment on that actually. So let's fucking pull that bad boy straight out. But what I can comment on is the things he said. I said you went through the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. You went through fucking a big drug era where fucking you know was it sixties hippies. 80s year disco fucking disco tech stuff with where fucking you know marijuana and all that sort of shit was fucking legal uh, and then you went into your 90s where fucking ecstasy and all that was rife you're partying in his fucking you know and that, and now what have we got we, you know, we do that shit i suppose they do that shit but i don't know maybe i'm out of touch but i look at the positives and i go you went quite easy there mate you don't account for all the other you know recession recessions and all the other fucking problems that they probably had and, and different diseases that we have now you know covid was a massive thing for us um you know but they've had their own you know they had their own things i'm not going to digress into that but yes i do say to him all the time you fucking had it easy and then i you know I'm, I'm telling you we all say that so fucking rah rah i'm sure my kids will say to me you had it fucking easy yeah fuck off mate take a sip of me copy that said, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about what I wrote down, actually, because I think it's quite interesting. So, you know, so th- these are little, I told you I, I make little notes. So I make little titles and I try and remember them. I've been now putting a little narrative under because, as you know, I spoke about one narrative. And let's go, can we find it? Um, what was it? Shake your fucking, oh, that's it. Let me see you shake a tail feather. Um, I don't know what that was for. So now I've started building like little synopsis. So when it, when I'm in my head now and I write things down, I go, okay, write down what I thought about that and why that was important. So the two the two latest ones, I'm going to read them because I'm going to talk a little bit about them today. I've got, I've got a bit of time with you. Rebuilding from lessons. And I spoke about this before, but I put rebuilding from lessons. And I put the most important thing is when you fall, you get back up. Build up and find out why you fell as, a, as you reflect and learn not to do that again. Um, important little thing Uh, don't ignore grammar because i just it just comes out in fucking spells and bounds um making you stronger every day 
and every time. So every time. So the, the little summary of that bit is, you know, when you fall, you know, you get back up, you build yourself back up, but you need to reflect on why you fell. What what was it you did? Whether that's anything you do, whether that's a, like I said, weight training or you've gone for a test and you failed. Okay, well, did you put enough effort in? Did you do enough revision? Or, yeah, I did fucking loads, you know, like an hour at least. The rest of the time I had to go out though. I had to go out and party. We well, haven't put in enough effort, so you're going to fucking fail. So, you know, analyze those things. And it does. It makes you stronger. So every time you fail, now every time you go into an exam, you go, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, and prime example for me was I did that Prince 2 um, project management course. I was not prepared for that. I came in and I was like, ah, fucking hell, this is easy. Yeah, fucking nice one. Fucking smashed it. And uh, the, the fact of the matter is I failed it dramatically. And I had to redo the course in my own time, learnt extra shit on YouTube, and then went and sat the exact um, exam and then passed. But I wasn't prepared. I knew I wasn't prepared. The failure wasn't really... It was going to be one of those things where you're, you're literally trying to wing a Prince 2 course, mate. And all of us were on that on, on the fucking course, winging it. And I could see that. And there's people on there that said they were passing. And I was like, hmm, I think I... Um, yeah, I do. I smell bullshit <laughs> because, you know, you sat there and you'd be like, if you really had passed that, mate, you'd be fucking, you know, you'd be absolutely telling everybody you've fucking done stuff, you know. Um, but anyway, digression, digress. But it's the most important, but it does. It makes you feel stronger, doesn't it? Because you understand why you failed. Why did that fail? Well, okay, well, like I said, and I think the example I used at the time, go to the gym. Oh, why have I not lost any weight? Well, you've only been for fucking 15 minutes, Dave. Uh, on a Tuesday, the rest of the time you're eating fucking pies uh, and going up the fucking, you know, going up the coffee shop every day. Of course you're going to fucking eat. And you've got biscuits on your fucking tin, mate. Of course you're going to fucking eat up. You know what I mean? So you kind of go, you know, you kind of go, well, there's a reason why. But you need to understand the reason why. Okay, so let me break into the last little bit there. It's when you fall and keep falling for the same reason that you will never find what you want. And and never. That's quite a strong fucking word, actually, James. Calm the fuck down, mate. Um, but, it, it, but it's true, though. You'll never find it. If you keep going around in that circle, and I talk about if you keep not engaging with other people, if you keep not talking about your problems, if you don't show yourself accountability, if you don't give yourself goals to achieve... And if you constantly want to go against the grain and, and and every time something happens, if you keep doing something, prime example is if you go and get pissed and every time you get fucking smashed, you just cause, uh, and this is from me, I'm, I'm, I'm a fuck, I used to be catastrophic for this, but you used to go out and get completely obliterated and just cause fucking chaos for everybody. And they'd be like, didn't know whether I was getting fucking arrested or I was going to be in a ditch. So I just got absolutely obliterated all the fucking time. And, and you, you, you just kind of go hopefully he'll get out of that <laughs> but you know what I mean but you don't do you and I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and wondered why I was tired wondered why I was putting on weight wondered why I wasn't fucking making friends and the friends I were making were the negative ones because they were doing the same as me so we we're all in this fucking rut it's if you go to the pub with the same people and you always have a negative experience with those people in the pub it's because you've all got underlying problems that you haven't resolved and you're using alcohol and it's all coming out it's it's not I say it's not rocket science, but it, it, it can be. Uh, as proven when I spoke to you on Wednesday, you can get blindsided and you can carry on. This is the problem. And this is the inherent issue with mental health is even if you understand the problem and what to do, even if I know I need to go for a walk, even if I know I should be eating healthy and I shouldn't be overeating, if you know, 
I know all this. I'm not fucking silly. I talk about it all the time. But the problem is the, the chemical imbalance in your brain tells you it will it just will filter that shit out. That's why I'm saying it's dangerous. That's right, fucking ice man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Every time I say it's dangerous, I fucking have to do that. Sorry. <laughs> top gun, top gun. Um, but it's it's that's the issue with mental health, and that's the the problem that people don't understand is, and and we've got another double edged sword at the moment where we've got people that use mental health as a gain, whether it is a financial gain. Oh yeah, I need you know I need to fucking get diagnosed, so I get the financial gain. I get I get the disabled parking space, whatever they do. It's like no, why, mate? Because it makes it harder then, even harder for people that are genuinely struggling through life, and genuinely need the support, and they don't they can't get it. Because they're weeding their way through loads of people. Uh, do you know what I saw today? I saw, and it may be, so, no, shall I say this? Because I've already made one faux pas today. And, and I, actually, before I proceed, I, previous part one, massive apology for, for using the, uh, the word retard. That was absolutely horrendous. Um, because I shouldn't use it. It's, it's derogatory. Um, and this is the problem. I don't have a filter on my mouth. Uh, stuff comes out and then I reflect. And this is another issue. I'm like, I say stuff and I'm just, I just say it and I'm like, and my, my fucking, anybody that's around me will contest to the fact that I, that's what I do. I just say shit and I have no fucking filter and I just like, yay. And again, what would you normally tie that to, mate? <laughs> ADHD and autism. <laughs> it's, it's like all of my issues and all of my stuff. And it's, they all, they're all coming to fruition because, and it makes me smile because I, I, I try to feel happy about the fact that I'm going to finally try and understand myself a little bit more. And that's the happiness because ultimately, and, and, and what we tend, what I tend to do is I tend to do things to make other people happy. If other, if I make other people happy, they will in turn like me um, and then that gives us a dialogue and that gives me the endorphin of thinking that people are there and they like me it's a very false way of doing things but it's how I do it because it's quick and easy and it's how my mentality works I just go okay well I'll just show you some affection and if you grab my affection and show it back the, the downside is nine times out of ten I get hurt through that process and I'll do, and I'll probably have put some love and enthusiasm into that gift because I that's what I do again associated with autism um, and I show through gifts again associated with autism and it's kind of I do that, and it, and then normally I get I don't get the dopamine that I wanted in return, and normally it becomes a personal you know the person well no I'm just you gave it to me mate you know fucking calm down mate do you know what I mean and it becomes like that it becomes a very difficult situation, um, it's almost like that whole people um, I use the analogy that I want a fit I want to complete the circle, again it's fucking autism isn't it do you know what i mean it's like you want to complete the circle i need that circle complete i can't move on until that circle is complete and the problem is as i've found with my my, my role at the moment my job at the moment the circle to complete it is so fucking long it's making me angry and i get frustrated because i'm like why are you not we're all fucking adults and then then what kicks in is my adhd i get angry and then I get fucking, I've got no filter, and I go, you're an absolute bellend, mate. Why are we not fucking listening? You're not listening to me because you, you fucking shit at your job, basically. That's what I say. And I, in, in, I say it in private, in, in, in less less um, attacking ways. But I just say, I almost go to the point where I'm like, you, you're fucking, and then it gets to the point where I just chuck you fucking full under the bus. And I've done it before, and, I, and, I, and this is a learning and adapting about myself. I remember sending an email to my boss's boss saying, my boss is a fucking idiot. This is what he's making me fucking do. He's stressing me out, buddy. 
You need to fucking grip it. And it, he's then shared that with my boss. My boss has shared it with people, and and it's kind of, which is completely against fucking the code of conduct. But whatever. But I know that's happened because that's that's driven negative relationships. And he's even my boss came up to me and said, "Yeah, I know you've been writing emails." I said, "I wrote an email because you weren't doing your job." And you were making my job really difficult. I was stressed coming into work every day because you couldn't do your job. So should I endure that? No, I shouldn't. I don't want to endure that. And that, and again, because my face doesn't fit, because I'm a bit bolshy and a bit gobby, but I do help people and I do have a really nice side because of the fucking autism. I'm a bit fucking childlike. <laughs> and it's kind of like you understand more about yourself, but it's fucking hard work. It really fucking is. It's hard work. I can tell you that. Anyway. A little bit about me, about a little bit more about me. So anyway, but what I was trying to say there is building from the lessons. Um, sometimes that's really hard to build from a lesson, isn't it? Um, especially if there's been some embarrassment or, um, you know, some sort of catastrophic failure mentally, emotionally. Emotional buildup can be absolutely catastrophic. You can think the world is against you. I'd sat there before. I've sat in my chair and I've gone... And I've been staring at my screen. I've been doing that because I've been pulling away from work. I'm not getting involved in future projects or future planning because I'm not there. So it's making life really difficult. It's almost like the perfect storm. But it's making life really fucking horrible for me because I want to get involved with these people but know that I can't because I'm going, I'm moving to a different organization. But to be doing that for a month is ridiculous because it's just not fair on your mental health. To, I, in fact, I watched somebody, I watched uh, a, um, a YouTube clip the other day, and I think it's the best way forward for employment. So most employees, they will give you, um, you'll hand in your notice. So normally it's a month's notice. What this employee, this employer does, one of the big firms, I don't, don't, I don't know which one it is, but if you Google what they've done, you'll see it, it works. Um, but what they do is they, they offer you a month, and then what they do is they give you two weeks to hand over whatever information you have if they haven't got a replacement that's because of that that's on them but they they want to see everything dotted and crossed the t's have you handed everything over that's gets ratified by the line manager and then you get two weeks paid leave because every employer knows that that final two weeks you get absolutely nothing out of them they become really destructive because they're not in, like because they're not involved in the company and they can see the organization moving forward and usually we try to show as an organization that we're moving forward positively so that we don't show the uh, the person that's leaving that there's been a you know that there's been a, a you know a, a fucking slot to fill it's going to be hard to fill we move on successfully so and, and again it's all about that facade we all want to look like and, and this is where everybody wears a fucking mask through life and you know, you, so you get to that point, but you understand, and I understand that, and I go, okay, I've, I've, I've been around enough to understand that that's the process, and I've been through that process three times, so I know that process is there, so I can, I can counteract that by understanding that process. The problem is, it's the destructive side of my mental health sitting there staring at a screen for eight hours unnecessarily. I just, that's when I just get fucking frustrated and bored, and then it makes your not your personal life really shit. Because you're sat there, you know you have to get up in the morning, you know you have to go and log on, you go into all, or you have to go into work. What if, if this is my scenario, but you may have a similar one? You know you have to log on, you know you have to still show enthusiasm, you're still turning up to the odd meeting going, Yay, I'm leaving in fucking four weeks. Oh, you're leaving, are you? What are you doing here? Because I fucking have to be here, mate. So you, because you're still getting paid, but you're miserable as sin. And then you, what you do then is you show everybody your last fucking month 
is you being a miserable fuck. And that's the thing that they remember. Rather than like, toodle pip guys, fucking handover, really enjoyed the fucking state, uh, you know, the time, you know, whatever, the culture of the British, we'll go and have a fucking drink in the pub. You know, we're going to have a drink and we move on. That's it. That's a, that's a fucking farewell. Move on. Thank you very much. But the, if you sit there enduring people and you're sitting there and, you, and and when they keep coming in with little tidbits and, oh, yeah, have you heard about this? Or are you doing this? Or, oh, yeah, I've got that. Have you got this? And, and then you just go, no. And you get resentful. You just go, fuck off, mate. Just fucking leave me alone, bellend. <laughs> and you, because I'm sat here for, you could be sat there. I had it the other day. I was sat there for like six hours. I'd answered one email. And then I get a fucking, like, a, someone pops up at four o'clock and goes, I need to have a chat, mate. Can we have a chat? And, and it's like, you're like no, I, I've got no enthusiasm, mate. I am fucking completely crippled here. I'm done over. So it, it becomes negative. So I see their way, their ethos as a really positive way. A little bit about me, and you, but you may relate. You may relate. And again, that causes frustrations. That causes mental problems. It causes lack of, like, for me, because I'm not burning energy mentally, and I'm not burning energy physically, I'm now staying awake later, which means I'm overthinking, which means I'm going fucking miserable the next day. It's like um, a little story, and again, this is probably why I'm being classed as a fucking bit of it. I'll do a little bit of a digression, just to show a little bit again about how it's really hard for me to control emotions. And I walked into um, I walked into a, a place uh, on uh, Friday to drop off my... Um, to drop off my missus' car because she needed a new aloe wheel. She hit a pothole. Pothole destroyed the wheel and uh, we we had to pay for it ourselves. Um, not the fucking local council who just do nothing with these potholes. Anyway, that's another argument for another day with someone else. Um, so I walked in. Anyway, and, and um, because we, di- we didn't know about this until the MOT. The MOT highlighted there was a crack in the wheel. We, we know because we hit a pothole a couple of weeks ago, so we knew about it. Uh, we didn't know there was a crack, but we knew we, we, had, we replaced the tyre. And it was actually, when we walked in, I said, well, actually, you replaced the tyre. And it failed, it failed as well, or, or an advisory that the tyre that had been changed by them was the wrong way around. It was, it was an, on the reverse pattern sort of thing. I said, you fucking changed it, mate. Here's the receipt, dickhead. So you fucked up, and it, it's just in the embarrassment. That was on day one. So... All I had to do, failed on the retest, got a new wheel, got it fucking issued. All I had to do was take it over to them, get them to put a tire, fully serviceable tire, off of one and onto another. And they charged me 25 quid. And I was like, that that fucking infuriated me enough, actually. Um, And anyway, I walked in, I said, um, I walked in at like, I think it was five past two. And I did hear something about, they said, you know, you need to drop off at three o'clock between three and four. I was like, I haven't got time to sit around and then go through the fucking city at that time of night. I will fuck, I'll kill someone, mate. So no, I'm going to go now. I think you can squeeze it in. There's no way on a Friday afternoon you're going to be that busy be fucking doing cars, mate, before the weekend. Don't, don't, I've been a mechanic, mate. I know what it's like. Friday afternoon, wind down, or you, do, you get your store. So I walked around the corner, no one in the car park, one car on the ramp, and there was five of them in the fucking, in the, in the fucking T-bar. So I thought, oh, Billy Bonus here. So I walked in, I went, all right, buddy. I said, I'm just dropping off my, uh, my missus car. Uh, Cleo, wheel, just needs a retest. Uh, it just needs a, the wheel changing as part of the failure. We've got a new wheel in the car. It's in the back. Nice one. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, okay, mate. Um, I said, oh, don't know how long it's going to be, buddy, dear. Just because I was thinking, like, you know, there's no one in. There's five years in here. Fucking 15 minutes, mate. Wrap it up. Job done. It's five past two. And he said to me, um, well, I've, like I said to you, missus, mate, um, you know, fucking not really sure we're going to be getting on it. It's probably about half three probably about half three to half four and i was like do you want me to hang around now for almost two hours he was like well i did say i was like no but you just need to retest the fucking car mate you just you just need to change the wheel there's 15 minutes now we've got to get it on the ramp we've got to do i said and do what mate what are you getting on the ramp 
it's failed on the wheel, the wheel's replaced, and there's nothing else to look at. And he went, no, mate, we've got to get on a ramp, there's a procedure. And I said, and then this other guy piped in, and he said, um, I said, I said, hold on a minute. And this other guy piped in, he said, yeah, and it, well, we might have another MOT. I said, oh, have you now? Uh, I started getting a bit angry now. You can understand. I'm a bit frustrated. In fact, this is when I phoned Nelly just after this had happened. Well, he phoned me and he went, what's up with you? And this is the story, uh, Nelson, if you're listening. And, and basically, I saw what, and I said, I said, as I looked at this guy who interrupted me and said, well, we might have another MOT. So if he turns up late, we'll try and squeeze it in. But if he turns up, um, if he doesn't turn up late, yeah, I'm sorry, mate, you're going to have to wait. And I said, well, do you know if he's going to turn up late? You know, is he a guy that doesn't that usually turns up late to an appointment that's booked for your MOT? He goes, well, I don't know, mate. I said, well, he said, well, hindsight's a nice thing. I mean, he said it in such a sarcastic way. I said, sorry. He said, well, hindsight's a nice thing, isn't it, mate? And I said, and I lit, and this is no word for lie. I said to him, I said, if you fucking talk to me like that again, mate, and I drag you over the fucking counter. And he went, excuse me. I said, I'm not asking you to be excused. I'm saying, don't fucking patronise me and talk to me like that again. Now, you, I'm fucking finished with you. I don't want to talk to you ever again. So you can fucking jog on. And as for you, and I had a part around, I said, you test everything on the failure sheet. You don't need to get it on the fucking ramp. I used to MOT test, mate. I also know the VOs of regulations, mate, through the government. I said, I pulled him up in front of him. And I said, there, look, a partial retest is what you're doing, isn't it, sir? In 10 days, you do a partial retest? He goes, yes. I go, well, let's have a look at the parameters of the fucking partial retest. By the way, I love regulations. So I fucking popped into the old fucking VOSA regulation, and it says there, to be tested, um, or, 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 or the only elements to be tested on a partial retest are the ones that fail. I was like, it's a brand new wheel, and you're putting the wheel on. There's nothing you need to do. It doesn't even need to go on the ramp. And he goes, and then this other guy come in, who looked and, and could clearly tell... I was a little bit upset. He said, excuse me, is, it, is this the clear? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, mate, give us fucking 45 minutes, mate, um, and we'll we'll chuck it on the ramp and we'll see what we can do. I said, that's all I want, mate. So that's literally all I want. I just want someone in the next 45 minutes because it's a 15-minute job to fucking tell me my wheel's done. There's five years here, mate. And he goes, yeah, yeah, okay. But I said, look, thanks, mate. So call me or I'll be sat in the waiting room when I need to go over. So he calmed the fucking escalation down. Anyway, and coupled with the fact as well that I've had no boiler in my house. So this is the fucking... See, these are the challenges of life. I've had no boiler in the house for the three days. So I had no hot water or no heating in the house for three days during a cold spell in the UK. So I had three... At that point, I'd had three... Three cold showers, and I mean fucking brutally cold. You might as well, it is, it's in the fucking Arctic is what it felt like. So I'd had three cold showers, and then Bosch. I went and see him, and I'd had a cold shower that morning, and I was dropping it off in the afternoon, and I still hadn't thawed out from my cold shower. I can't function without water. I need a shower every fucking day, two showers every fucking day, sometimes three. Again, what is that associated with, James? <laughs> so it, so I after, so I didn't have that, and I was really fucking angry. So coupled with that fucking thing, I wasn't in the best of moods. Even though I'd spoken, I was real, still really fucking down, and I was trying to perk myself up. And then this happened, and I was like, <sighs> so I walked in, and I did say, I did apologise because I'd actually spoke to Kieran. I said, Kieran, I'm like, mate, fucking hell, I'm struggling. He goes, mate, you know, we're fucking been mates thirty odd years, buddy. We fucking 
you know, we're going to fucking, we have ups, we have downs, but don't worry, mate, he's good days. And then we, he went into a nice little fucking spiel, actually. And then I was like, yeah, he's got a fucking point. So I walked in and said, really sorry, guys, we had no boiler. There's no excuse. But I said, uh, the guy that walked in here, whoever he is, he went, yeah, he's the manager. I said, well, he's a, he's a prick. I said, as far as I'm concerned, he escalated that, mate. I was a bit angry with the fact that, but I think we could have dealt with uh, this guy. He's South African. He fucking loves it. And he was South African. And I said, I didn't like his accent. I said, he, he looked like he just didn't want to fuck. He could see the rage in my eyes. So he didn't look at me in the eyes. This guy, the guy, your manager, came over. Now, that's not a leadership quality, mate, that I look for. So he's a fucking prick. And he doesn't even need to come through the front of this door anymore. I said, all of you seemed like you were chilled. He exacerbated that situation. So that was my apology. Um, indirectly bollocking the guy again. They were really fucking nice in the end. They really helped me out. They came and told me a guy that was going to weld the wheel, the old wheel, and t for cheaper. And I was like, well, there you go. This is how this conversation could have been if you hadn't been a, a prick. I just wanted to know roughly how long it was going to take. And you told me two hours. And you know that's ludicrous, mate. No one wants to wait around two hours, mate. I know probably. And I know someone on listening now is going to be like, you're a bit arrogant, James, assuming that you were going to get seen straight away. And yeah, I can see how that's being perceived. But the car park's empty and the fucking ramps are empty. And there's five people in a fucking room sat around. Oh, it could have been tea break. Fuck tea break, mate. Someone can miss a tea break to check a fucking car. You, no, you shouldn't do that. No organization runs where we stop fucking business for, for tea breaks. Nobody does that. Yes, they do. There's lots of people that do it, James and Britain. So uh, there we go. And then and, and, and my second one. And so I, I gave you a fucking full on rantaroonie there, didn't I? Um, but my second one I wrote down, which is what I, I, what I, a part of what I'm talking about today as well, actually, um, was um, shake it up. And this is the bit of about part of what I'm talking about is the crux of what I'm talking about. So I've saved it for the end um, and shake it up. What do I mean by shake it up? And I put, I wrote down this little synopsis um, a couple of days ago and I uh, put down life is hard. No ifs or buts. It is. It's how we deal with it that divides success and failure. And it's true. So life is hard. It's going to chuck us all the time. We're not going to get the relationship that we want. We're not going to be able to lose the weight in the timeline we want unless we put commitment in. We're not going to get the relationship unless we put commitment in to making ourselves look good, feel good, boost our confidence so we become desirable to the other sex. You know, because that's ultimately what, if you're walking around, you know, with fucking everything fucking hanging out, smelling a crap, you know, no fucking hair done, you're not going to appeal to, to, to the other op opposite sex. And that's why a lot of women say, oh, fucking men, look at him with his beer belly and all that sort of stuff. The guy's probably got a beer belly because he's got fucking a family and kids, mate. He's done his bit, you know, but hopefully before when he was desirable, you know, you look at the photos and you look at most men in their youth and they, they, they've made an effort. They do make an effort. So I think it's important if you're, if you're going to acknowledge that something's getting you down, what are you doing, you know, to make that better? And that's the bit about shaking it up. Yes, it is hard. And you will get side swipes. You will get a bill that you didn't expect. You will get a, oh, fuck, I've driven into town and I've been clamped. You were clamped because you didn't pay, you know, or there's a reason behind it. Listen to the rain. The rain is fucking beating down. Um, but there's going to be a reason why something happens. And you need to understand what that reason is to why it's happened. Because they will keep coming at you. If you don't pay that bill, for instance, the bill's not going to go away. It's going to keep coming back at you until you, you know, I think uh, someone did tell me in the UK, if you don't pay for something like 10 years, I think it is. I don't really know because I've never done this, but 
if you don't pay for anything for 10 years, it just get, it just gets wiped off. They just, you know, you move addresses and everything else. And I said to the guy, that's fucking brilliant, mate. Yeah. But what do you do for the 10 years, you know, with a chapping on your fucking door, mate? And, and you know, the bailiffs and you've got to move house. And, you know, when they do catch up with you, you know, you're going to have to pay eventually. He said, if they do catch you in the 10 years. But you during that timeline, you've not been able to get a bank account. You've not been able to build up a credit score, which means you've not been able to sort of get involved in society because you've not been able to get things on credit to get yourself in. And that's the the crux of why that's how life works. We have to get things on tick because they're expensive to be able to do the things that make other people happy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like paddleboard. If I want to go paddleboard, I've still got to buy a paddleboard. But, you know, it, it is hard. Life is fucking hard. It is absolutely nails. But it's how we deal with the success and failures. And I talk about this all the time as well. Is when you are successful, celebrate the success. You don't need it reinforcing by someone else telling you you're successful, but it is nice. I've told you this. I like it. I like it when people share my um, podcast. I like it when people comment on my podcast because it gives me a boost. And, and you know, that's that's the bit that, that needs to happen. If you go on to anything, anybody listening to this podcast knows how social media works. We all do. Any, there's nobody in any generation now that doesn't know how social media works. So if you enjoy that person, then like, comment and share. And why? Because that's how people are successful is through that repetition of like, comment and share. If you're, if you're willing to sit there and endure, say, for instance, with me, if you're willing to sit there and endure if you like, hopefully it's not enduring, but if you're willing to listen to me, then you should be willing at the end to go, yeah, I'll give some feedback on that. I'll like, comment and share because I that's value to me because I can't keep doing it. I can only do a certain amount. You rely on the bounce effect. It's almost like, you know, the skipping of the stone or, you know, if you skip the stone, it, it carries on. It, it's momentum as it skips across, but it's helping constantly, isn't it? By the bounce of the water. Well, if you use it as a metaphor, I suppose that's a, it's a bit of a shit metaphor to try and grab hold of. Um, but I suppose it's a domino effect, isn't it? It's like the domino. You know, you, you knock the one person over, that person's listened to you. He knocks another person, he knocks another person. Before you know it, you've got a stream of people being knocked over by that from that one start. So I'm the guy listening, talking, doing my hard work. And that's what I rely on. But life is hard. Anyway, I fucking digress into a little bit about myself. But it's it's you need to acknowledge the success and acknowledge the failures you really do and learn from the failures so you don't do the failures again otherwise you're going to keep doing this circle of negativity and do what makes you happy and the the, the important feeling when i got uh, that i got from the message from my mate earlier and i and i and i know i sort of sort of played it down a little bit but the importance was um you know i was like oh he's fucking driving he's been fucking there the importance is that's a plus point because he sat there, he's thought about what he what what he's done. What I'm telling everyone to do, he sat in that car on his own, driven, and thought about his future and said, "Well, what am I doing? that's not happy. I'm not happy getting smashed every weekend. I'm sick of that now, um, or whatever. I want to I want to go out and do things. That's what we we need to do." So he's like, "I want to go. I, I like the beach. What what can I do at the beach? Regular that's cheap. Sup paddleboard. It's a couple of hundred quid. Buy a sup paddleboard. We can go down. Get your fucking endorphin rich." Um, endorphins, you get out for the fucking day, you get back and you feel a little bit, you get the sea air, there's so much benefit from that, why would we not do that for £200? So locked it in. But that was, he needed to have that wake-up call for himself. He needed to go, yeah, we, we said we were doing more for 24, let's lock this fucking in. And that's the positivity and the success. But everything comes 
life comes at a challenge. I'm going to sort of try and wrap it up there, actually. I'm going to take a quick sip before I give you my synopsis. But it's really important to um, acknowledge the uh, success, acknowledge the failures. I'm learning so much about myself. If I knew about myself earlier, um, would I be different? I think I would have been. I think I probably would have got a lot more help. Um, you know, that's a difficult thing. Of uh, one, I had a really, really, really long conversation um, with my missus yesterday, and we were sat, we were sat there, and we were analysing because she, I mean, she didn't know me um, before I was eighteen. Um, and, and we were chatting away and she was like, I didn't really know what you were like. And we were talking about what I was like as a child. I was a bit of a pain in the ass. I had no emotion. I never cried. Um, I just had loads of energy, but no emotion. Um, you know, and, and we were going through, we were ticking the box that she would tick because she looks after children and she has people in her class that have autism and she has people in her class that have ADHD. She's trained in those areas as well. And she was like, I never really thought, I just thought it was just you being you, you're emotionless, but I didn't realise you've always been like, I was like, yeah, I don't fucking cry at anything. And I, and I don't. The only times I've ever fucking really cried is when I've been severely happy, as in like, this is a really overwhelming experience, which has happened to me once. <laughs> uh, and when I've been close to a nervous breakdown which has happened to me a couple of times um, and normally that's because the o the overwhelming uh, of frustrations or anger it's just it gets to the point where I can't suppress it anymore so I have to shut down and then normally I just get myself into such a worked up state that that happens but I but again this is all stuff and balance that I'm learning all the time and and, and it's important you learn and this is the bit I talk about here where I'm reviewing my education I'm reviewing my past you know, my, my doctor said to me, if you, we, you know, we, how was your school life and everything else? So I said, well, I was horrendously bullied all the way through my secondary school. I never fitted in. And he was like, oh, right. So you got a bit of trauma from that. So well, I don't know, probably. I said, but I never fitted in. I used to get, and he said, how badly was it? As I got my fucking head kicked in a couple of times, I said, I've been spat on in the face numerous times. I've had my fucking, I had my brand new jacket chucked out of a bus. It got to the point where I couldn't physically get on the bus. And I, and, and, they, and I, I think I've told you about stories in the early days uh, of the podcast where, you know, they thought it was the best idea for um, every time in morning assembly, the, the person bringing me in was the headmaster. <laughs> so the headmaster used to fucking drive me in and then walk me into assembly with everybody. And then and all of the people in the class were the ones that were fucking, you know, all the people in there, they, they were part of those were people bullying me. And they were, oh, let's fucking put this guy on show, shall we? Hey, look at him. He's coming in late because he's scared because you're bullying him. And we're going to put him, yeah, hi, this is us. Sit down there, buddy. Yeah, sit down and spend the rest of the day knowing that you're going to get taken home by me as well. <laughs> and they know that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking brilliant. I love what you've done there. Fucking commendable work. That's good school system. Oh, fucking challenging. So as you can tell, there is probably a lot of trauma, but there's a lot to understand. And there's a lot I'm unpicking as I talk to you, as I, as I bellow down your ears. There's a lot I talk about. And the reason I talk about it is because I'm understanding it. And it's really important. These 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 are certain things that, um, like the sensory touch, has always been an issue with me. Um, you know, noise has always been an issue with me, which is ironic when you when I worked in the air force. But I always worked night shifts, which were always quiet. I never really interacted with many people. Um, you know, it's it's different. But then at the same time, I'm driven to do other things, and that's the Christ alive. Need died. Need I, I hiccuped and burped at the same time. Is that even is that even possible? So there was like a double whammy of of something coming up. <laughs> one was going in, one was coming up, and um, 
That's a fruity sign right there, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting to to understand our lives. And I think it's really, really like like my mate my mate said to me, he's like, James, life is a fucker, mate. It really is. And especially, like I said, the parameters of having children. They they chuck something in that that has never been um that, that's never taught to you. You're not taught how to be a dad, a parent, uh, whatever, you know. You're not taught to be that person. You just think, fuck, I'm just gonna have to try and navigate the minefield that is my children's own personalities i'm gonna to have to cater for all their personalities as well as my own personality as well as trying to maintain a nice stable house and trying to fucking you know build their confidence so they can go out to life and be successful this is like you know this isn't like a fucking bird who just you know flies out gets some food regurgitates some food into your mouth and then you fucking fly you know almost puts you on the edge of the fucking the edge of the nest and just if you drop in if you once you jump if you if you if you fly, brilliant. If you don't, you're on the floor. You're dead. This isn't that isn't life here. There's so many different factors, you know, so many different factors. And I've been kicked in the fucking testicles by some of life's factors with my daughter. It's one number that resonates daily with me. I, I have a bubble of anger, and this is why the doctor said to me, "He's like, I'm just a bit concerned, James, because." you know, I think there's a risk there. And I was like, there probably is. Because I've got all this pent-up anger. I've got this, uh, I'm in a, a sort of perfect storm situation through my work, which means I'm not st- stimulating myself mentally. I'm not getting the endorphin rush from other things. So it's like, fuck it, it's a challenging time. It's a challenge. This, but what I'm looking forward to is when it peters out and I manage and I get a little bit of support and help, I'm hoping life just peters out and, and all of the hard work that I've done previously through um you know what i thought society wanted me to do so get successful in work etc etc all of those things will come to fruition and all of a sudden it'll click into place and and life maybe becomes enjoyable that is the ambition that's the goal for me that's the ultimate goal isn't it i talk about a goal i say about little goals make them achievable and that's my dream goal my dream goal and i said that to my my dream goal is to be is just to enjoy life with people that are enjoyable and nice and just go in, do my job, come home, go on holiday, just have a bit of fun and do some bits along the way that make other people happy and give back to society a little bit. That's the dream. That's the dream. Um, anyway, I'm going gonna, gonna to pop off there because um, it, it is quite it is quite late and I want to enjoy um, my tipal and um, yeah, before I have to go off. So um, thanks very much for listening. Sorry about the the, the, the the couple of faux pas with the technical issue, um, but you've got part two in a little bit longer, so hopefully that's enjoyable for you as I bash my fucking voice through your ears. Um, and yeah, and, I, and and again, secondly, apologies for my um, derogatory derogatory uh, comment earlier about uh, you know using the word. I'm not going to say it again because it's um it's, it's it's just an uncalled for word, and that's just the naive to me. Apology that just that's my unfiltered mouth. Um, not an excuse, but at the same time. Yeah, I, as long as I apologise, I'm, I'm hoping that's okay. Um, but keep keep the positives going. Keep the positives going. Keep fighting the fight and keep managing things. Learn those lessons. It's so important. Reflect on those lesson, lessons. This is what I bash the drum about. Bosh, bosh, bosh. I bash the drum about learning from your lessons and making sure you do the right things. Give yourself the time you need, the space you need. Rebuild yourself pro- possibly, uh, properly and positively. That's the word I was looking for. 
and do it positively, if you do it positively, the building blocks of success will come easier. I guarantee you. So uh, thanks for listening to my dulcet tones. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. I'm away tomorrow because I'm off to uh, I'm off to Southampton actually to um, nip on down to a an all you can eat around the world restaurant. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I'm a big foodie and I'm going for an all you can eater. I've got two hours booked at a table, mate, and I'm going to come out a couple of stone heavier. Um, so I'm going to enjoy that, yeah. And then, like I say, just a nice little uh, walk along the marina. Um, just have a pleasant evening and then uh, back onto a nice big fucking educational course for all of next week i'm on my final big asbestos course so that's going to be a kick in the ball bag that's going to be a boring motherfucker for me so please think about me next week and like i said um if you get any chance to like comment share whatever you need to do to boost up the confidence of me um i'd really appreciate it and also just to raise awareness and and obviously share this i'd really appreciate it. it's just a couple of clicks and uh, it's, it's massively appreciated so take care of yourself and i will speak to you soon